You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to Torah Sparks. Thanks for listening. How are you doing today? Baruch Hashem, good. Thanks for asking. So, what is more pleasurable than stepping on dead leaves? When I walk outside, I notice that I actually change the trajectory of my pace of walk and will actually go and step on those dead leaves just to experience and hear that amazing crunchy sound of a dead leaf. And But why is that? Why do we humans do that? Why do we love the sound of crunching on leaves? So I was doing research on this. And uh, yes, I do have other important things to do. But I, I was doing research on why we crunch on dead leaves and why we enjoy it so much. And, and although I could not find an actual study that talks about dead leaves, I did find another study by Charles Spence, who's a gastrophysicist and professor of experimental psychology and the head of cross-model research laboratory at the University of Oxford. And he talks about the science of crunch, of crunchy foods in general, and he did an amazing amazing experiment. In 2003, Spence decided to investigate the sonic appeal of chips in a formal setting. So what did he do? He selected Pringles. And again, this is coming from a website called Mental Floss. He selected Pringles, which are baked uniformly, because we know a single Pringle does not offer any significant difference in size from another, right? They're all about the same, and the same thickness, the same crunch, etc. And he asked 20 research subjects to bite into 180 Pringles, that's about two cans, while seated in a soundproof booth in front of a microphone. And the sound of their crunching was looped back into a pair of headphones. After consuming the cans, they were asked if they perceived any difference in freshness or crispness from one Pringle to the next. But you know what they didn't know? They didn't know that Spence, the guy conducting the experiment, had been playing with the feedback in their headphones, raising and lowering the volume of the noisy crunching sound at different moments. And at loud volumes, the chips were reported to be fresher. The chips ingested while listening at a low volume, however, were thought to have been sitting out longer and seemed to be softer. They were thought to be more soggy and not as fresh. This is amazing because all the Pringles were exactly the same. The perception was that the, the louder the crunch, the more fresh the Pringles were. And this is how we work. We associate crunchiness with freshness, right? A crunchy apple is fresh. Crunchy lettuce or lettuce is fresh, right? That's how we humans think and that's how we perceive things. And, you know, so the dead leaf, okay, it's dead. I get it. But there's something exhilarating and exciting and there, there's something innately enjoyable that we, that we as humans have when experiencing crunchy things. And there's a real lesson over here. The lesson is as follows. My grandfather, Rabbi George Strum, he always tells us that the word for life in Hebrew is Chaim. And the two outer letters of the word Chaim is Ches and Mem, which means Cham, which means Bren. It means a fire. It means warmth. It means heat. Like the Chama is the sun. 
And the two middle letters of the word Chaim is Yud Yud, which we know is Hashem. And Mizedi always tells us, he says, you have to live life, you have to live Chaim with a bren, with a fire, with, with this heat, with passion, with love, with, with connection, with just, with just being excited and being happy and joyous. But you have to always realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem is in the inside, is in the middle. And you have to channel that simcha and channel that energy into ways that are serving Him. My Zadie always says you can't live life like a wet noodle. A wet noodle is like gross, right? It's soggy. There's nothing exciting. It just flaps, right? We have to live life excited with passion and joy, like that crisp of a chip, like that crunch of stepping on a leaf. This is what Hashem wants from us. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to live with simcha. I heard an amazing story. I forgot who the story was with and where it took place and what the details of the story was, but it's an amazing story. No, I'm kidding. I heard an amazing story about a great rabbi, and the rabbi was about to walk into his home when all of a sudden he heard the cleaning lady singing. And instead of going inside his home, the rabbi walked away and returned later. The rabbi knew that if he were to walk inside the home, the cleaning lady would feel embarrassed, right? It's Kalisha. She would stop singing. The rabbi understood how important it was for her to be happy while working. He understood that the work itself would be of better quality when infused with happiness. The cleaning lady's singing was a manifestation of her happiness, and that was something the rabbi didn't want to take away from her. Think about it. She's cleaning his own house. So besides for the fact that yeah, she's being happy. Her work will actually be better. Her performance will be better because she is in a state of simcha, because she is in a state of happiness. And the rabbi understood that. Unbelievable. In this week's Parsha Kisavo, the Torah tells us the importance of being happy. You know why the curses come about? You know why the punishment comes about? You know why there's negativity that comes about? Hashem says, Tachas. Because why? Because you didn't serve me with joy. You didn't serve God with joy. Simcha, with joy. And that is when negativity ensues. The Torah in a number of places in Parshas Kisavo, at least three times mentions a, mentions a language of Elyon or Aliyah. It says, Sitcha Elyon, Hashem says, you will be placed above all of the people. Unesoncha Hashem Lakecha Elyon, you will be placed above. How do we get to be Elyon? How do we get to be above? You know how to get to be above? It's when we're serving Hashem with joy. But you know what the Torah says if you don't serve Hashem with joy? The opposite of being Elyon is being Tachas. The opposite of being on top is being down below. And the Torah says, perhaps homiletically, Tachas, Asher lo Hashem besimcha. When are we most prone to being in the realm of tachas, to being down, to being depressed, to being low? It's when we're not serving Hashem with joy. It's when we're not finding that joy in mitzvos and in life in general. When, it, when we're not finding that crisp, the crunchy leaves, when we're not finding those things then we're in a state of tachas, a state of down, a state of depression. And I'll tell you something very interesting. The English word for happiness, from an etymological perspective, based on Latin, the shoresh, or rather the root word for happy, is H-A-P, hap. What word does that sound like? Happenstance, haphazard. 
happen, right? It means chance, luck, or fortune. You see, so many people are not happy in this world because their pursuit is happiness. And happiness is something that is up in the air. It's something based on chance, happenstance, something based on fortune, based on luck. These things are all external factors. But in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, we believe in simcha. We don't believe in happiness. We believe, we believe in simcha, which we often translate as happiness, but would actually more accurately be translated and defined as joy to rejoice. It's something from within, something that's real, something that's everlasting, something that's not just happenstance, something that's not just based on fortune and chance and luck, but something that is actually real and deep and meaningful. You know, the word sameach, the root word sameach, which means rejoice, is actually very related to tzameach, with a tzaddik, to grow. And it's also very related to the word tzama, which means to thirst. It's also very related to the word shama, which means to identify. You see, sameach, simcha, joy, rejoicing in Judaism, it reflects something on the inside. It reflects something real, something that's penetrating, something that's deep and meaningful, not just something based on external factors of chance, luck, and fortune. And the Torah is telling us something so amazing. We have to serve Hashem with joy. The Rabbeinu Bechaya says that the Torah in this Pasuk is admonishing those who do not serve Hashem with great joy and fervor. And he explains that a person is obligated. There is a chiv to have a level of simcha when performing mitzvahs. And this simcha that is required is in and of itself a mitzvah, besides for the actual mitzvah. And aside from the reward that a person will receive for performing the mitzvahs, he will also get reward for the level of joy and simcha that the person had when performing the mitzvahs. The Arizal Kadosh famously said that all of my lofty spiritual achievements were attained through joy, through simcha in the performance of of a mitzvah. We see how important it is to have joy, to have that crisp, to have that crunchy leaf aspect of our Yiddishkeit. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, he coined the oft-quoted adage, mitzvah gedola lios besimcha tamid. It is a great mitzvah to always be happy. And yes, this is the classic translation of this phrase. But perhaps Rabbi Nachman of Breslov also wanted us to understand this phrase in another light. Namely, that a mitzvah is gedola. A mitzvah is greater. It takes on that much level. It takes on a much greater level of greatness when it is lios besimcha when it is done and performed with simcha. When we, when we infuse the mitzvahs with simcha, that mitzvah becomes so much greater, so much bigger. Doing mitzvahs with simcha is like being in a car with no gas. Yeah, the car exists. Yeah, the mitzvah was done, but there's no gas. The mitzvah won't really take you places. It won't have that element of tzameach, that element of growth to it, the element of that inner drive of connection. It's, it's not going to have that. And so this Elo, let us make it our mission to be Mekayim, to fulfill that which David HaMelech tells us, Achas sha'alti meis Hashem, one thing I asked of you Hashem, Oisa avakesh, what is that request? Shifti beveis Hashem, kol yemei that I dwell in the house of Hashem all the days of my life, and here's the clincher, Lachazos b'noam Hashem, 
to behold, to see the delight of Hashem. We have to find simcha, we have to find ne'imos, we have to find the noyam, the pleasantness in serving Hashem. So during these next few weeks, whether you want to step on some more dead leaves, whether you want to crunch on some fresh Pringles, or whether you want to instill some simcha, some more joy in the mitzvahs that you're doing, in the davening, in the learning, in the chesed, whatever it is that you're doing, let us strive to do that. Thank you so much for listening, and Amir Tashem, we'll see you next week.